0: Boy, that was quick. Here we are, the final Sunday of Epiphany, the season of light, ending with the most decisive and informing illumination of Jesus thus far. The transfiguration of our Lord, where God used the most meaningful symbols possible to the people of Israel. In this scene, all of our senses are filled with the truth that Jesus is the Son of God, the Beloved and we are given a command directly by God, listen to him. How more clearly can God communicate to us? The message and the event cannot be fully comprehended in the moment, rather both need to be lived. Because of our humanly ordered brain, we're not privy to understanding things all at one time. We can absorb only so much reality in a moment And truth is to be imparted to us in a slow fashion so that we might understand God and grow in grace. Perhaps you might have had an experience with another person or or an encounter that mystifies you for some time. It could actually be years, and then through some stimulus or revelation by the Holy Spirit, you finally understand the situation, you get it. That epiphany is a new light on the situation and allows you a new understanding of that person, yourself, or that particular encounter. Epiphanies can take years to manifest themselves. But then, perhaps out of the blue, there's a moment where you realize, oh, that's what that event meant in my life. I see how the Holy Spirit was at work. Now I understand. On the mountaintop today, the face and clothes of Jesus are transfigured. That means that they're made into something more beautiful and exalted, glorious. And in this instance, we see Jesus' divinity. His appearance is of man and God at once. And like Moses' face shown when he came down from Mount Sinai after his encounter with God, we are witnesses to an encounter. WITH A REVEALED HOLINESS ON A MOUNTAIN NEAR THE SEA OF GALILEE. ON THIS MOUNTAIN TO US IS SEEN THE MEETING OF THE EARTH AND THE HEAVENS, THE PAST AND THE PRESENT AND THE FUTURE, THE HUMAN AND THE DIVINE, AND ALL THAT GOD PROMISED FOR CREATION. IN THIS MOMENT WE SEE ALL THINGS COME TO THE CENTER OF THE UNIVERSE IN THEIR PROPER ORDER. IN THIS SPACE WHERE EARTH AND SKY MEET, GOD AFFIRMS PETER'S STATEMENT earlier in the Gospel when Jesus asks him, who do you say that I am? He says, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. All things witnessed in this moment point to this fact. Moses, the deliverer of both Israel from bondage and the deliverer of the law, is there. We have Elijah, the prophet and the leader, who was destined to be the herald of the Messiah who will bring the day of the Lord to Israel. And we have the Holy Spirit in the cloud ever present, leading people from Egypt through the wilderness, now overshadows them in a bright light. And the voice of the Father again, saying, as at Jesus' baptism by John on the Jordan, this is my Son, the Beloved. With him I'm well pleased. Then the Father adds a command to us. Listen to him. Peter, James, and John are there. They are the three human witnesses of the moment. They fall on the ground prostrate, a normal and holy response by Israelites in the presence of holiness. And what does Jesus do? He came and touched them, and he told them not to fear. On this Tuesday is our Shrove Tuesday. We burn the palms we lovingly laid on the way for our Savior into Jerusalem. On the next day is Ash Wednesday, where we mark the beginning of Lent with the ashes of our burned palms, marking our foreheads with a smudged cross, acknowledging our sin and the limits to our time here on Earth. We know what is to come. We cannot bypass examining our lives on this journey because when we do, we are cleansed of all that which makes us unholy and separates us from God's love. That itself is holy work. And while we do this difficult task, we remember this mountaintop moment where the fullness of God is revealed and experienced. We remember that intense moment, of course, not fully understanding it, But slowly, as we recall the encounter with the Holy Spirit, Jesus transfigured, and the Father, epiphanies will unfold. As we are witness to the power and glory of everlasting in Jesus Christ, in this intensely vivid vision, we are to take it with us and ponder it as we turn on the road toward Jerusalem during Lent. Like Peter, John, and James, Allow Jesus' touch to be your comfort and your balm while you face your fears as you uncover things in your life that you need to discard or to change, pulling out these things by root and branch, being done with them forever. This manifestation of Jesus transfigured is our light during Lent through Holy Week and into Easter. We are to listen to him as God commands us, listen intently each day as we reveal and tell about our own frailties and fears, and take on a new spirit. I wish I could say that being ordained and wearing a collar means that God has my full attention at all times. Such is not the case. There are still moments that my human will places my fears and transgressions at the forefront of my thoughts, instead of in their proper place, before the healing comfort of Jesus. But then something breaks my thought, gets my attention. I have an epiphany reminding me that I have Jesus to show me the way. So let us remember that we all have Jesus who has lived our lives, suffered with us, experienced our joy, and calmed fears with his tenderness and care. All the time leading us to holiness and peace when we listen to what he has to say.